0: Welcome to the O Woman Podcast, where we discuss, oh, so many things related to women's sexuality, bodies, thoughts, and lives. We'll talk about everything from our relationships to our orgasms to our children and our ovaries, and we'll share outstanding experiences and ordinary ones. I'm Emma, and a big open welcome to you. Thanks for joining me for the show today. This is episode 118 of the A Woman Podcast. And I wanted to highlight today two shows that I've recently discovered um, that give a different look at womanhood. They offer a different look at womanhood um, than what you usually see in mainstream media. Um, and it kind of broadens our understanding of what being a woman is. And at least opens the, the window into the world of women who might be different than us. So it gives us a chance to kind of connect across different different boundaries in our lives that you you might not connect across necessarily. And even though you're connecting with a fictional character, um, media is a big deal. We know how much that affects people's understanding of, of themselves and of other people near them that they might be diss- dissimilar from. So I thought it would be worth focusing on these two shows. One of them, actually, they're both Netflix shows. One of them um, it has been around for a little while, Orange is the New Black. And the other one is newer, and it, that one's called Grace and Frankie. So first I want to talk about Orange is the New Black. Um, the reason this show is refreshing and nice um, and really great to watch if you're looking for a cast that represents a greater spread of humanity, a greater spread of Americans, because well, they're not all American actually. Um, most of them are, but a greater spread of women in the U.S. and their experiences, their their hardships, their joys, um, and but their differences too. So. The cast of Orange is the New Black is, is, has a variety of women. Um, there's, there are white women, there are black women, there are Latina women, um, there are women where you don't know what their race might be, um, as is in the U.S. You can't just assume someone is white or black. You don't know their history. You don't know their family. Um, so there are people of mixed race also in the show. Um, there are people with different, um, sexual orientations. There are straight women, there are gay women, there are bi women, there are, um, there is a trans woman. That's, that's not a sexual orientation, but, um, there's an actress who is a trans woman, um, which means she was born in a, in a body that everyone decided should be male or should be a boy. Um, and she has transitioned and she is an actress playing a transgender woman in prison, um, and she's a fantastic actress also. So I think, I think some of her scenes are some of the most impressive because I feel like more than anything, we don't see in media, in mainstream media specifically, uh, a good view of trans people, trans women in this case. Um, so there are people with different, uh, backgrounds, there are people with different languages Um, there's a woman from who speaks not Russian does she speak Russian or is she Ukrainian I don't recall but she's from one of the Eastern European countries and she has an accent and there are people um, who speak Spanish and English and there are people who speak just English Um, there are people from different regions of the country so there are Southerners, and they make fun of them for being Southern, sort of. And there are people who are Northerners, um, at urban people, kind of more country people. Um, and there are also people of different ages, which is something I'm going to talk about more with Grace and Frankie, but there are women of different ages in Orange is the New Black who play, to some degree, maternal figures. Um, but, you know, women who are 60, women who are 70, as some of the main characters. Um, another great thing about the show, is that they, the show to some degree, not fully of course, but to some degree equalizes all of the women um, in a way that makes you feel that they're all equally valuable Um, because all of the women are in the same situation. They're all wearing the same clothes. They're all in prison together. They're all experiencing the same things. Now, some of the women get kind of, you know, favorited by prison guards and things like that. Um, But all of the women are pretty much, On equal ground when they're in prison and they have to find their own way about how to relate to people that they feel like they're alike with and people that they feel like they're different from also. There's also, this shows you a difference in um, ability and disability in some of the women. Some of the women um, are fit and healthy and then others are sick one of the one of the characters has cancer and so she has a different take on the world than the other women she's an older woman um she's a latina woman she and she has cancer and you get to hear a little bit about her life and her past because all you know her in um the only way you know her in the show is that she's an older woman who's balding and her skin color has changed because she's sick and she's getting chemo and then you get to hear her history and her life and learn who she was like when she was younger, which she's still the same woman, but her, her life circumstances have changed. Um, there's there's an older Asian woman um, in the show who is sort of growing a mustache just because that's what her body's doing. And she just keeps it, and no one ever discusses it. It's just part of her, her life, who she is, what she looks like. It's just part of who she is. And when you hear her backstory, it's really great because you get to hear about... Um, her beliefs about beauty and what beauty is kind of, that's one of the things that they show in the show is feeling like she wasn't a very beautiful person growing up and that kind of thing. Um, so there's, there's a whole lot of sub stories going on and the main character Piper is, uh, she's a white blonde, upper middle class ish kind of person, um, who's committed sort of a white collar, crime, I guess. I mean, she didn't commit any violent act when she went to prison. Um, And she actually, she gets to be pretty boring once you go through the show. The first two seasons, in my opinion, she's she's interesting enough, and then when she hits season three, she's just flat out boring, and then I don't even really like her anymore. Um, But you're going to have to watch it and find out on your own. The other characters I like so much more um, because they have sort of a different passion and many of the characters too that you you learn why they're in prison and you think oh maybe they're bad people i don't know like what's their moral compass like and then when you actually see the backstory about why they made the decisions they made it's not that they're bad it's that they made a mistake um as opposed to, I'm sort of finding that I think Piper's kind of a bad person. She's selfish and kind of ridiculous. Um, but most of the other characters that you would originally think, oh, they're bad or they're scary or they're crazy, they're actually not. They're just learning how to cope with their circumstances in a different way because prison is, is really harsh. Um Another great thing about the show about the way it looks at women is that no topic is taboo. And because it's produced on Netflix, they can cuss, they can show things, they can show boobs, they can show sex, things like that. Um, they show sex scenes. They show women going down on women. Um, they show men and women having sex. They show they talk about unwanted pregnancy. or And they talk about rape. There's a really great um, couple of episodes in season three. Where one of the characters is raped. And another character is trying to be her advocate. And help her um, get the guy back. Um, and it's one of the prison guards of course. Because what other contact would they have with men? Um, but it's... It's a really great look at rape because it it doesn't make the entire thing, um, about victim and perpetrator. It doesn't make the entire thing black and white. Um, it makes it nuanced and specific about the woman that was hurt and how, um, she deserves to get revenge and should. Um, and another just overall great thing about the show is that it, none of the show, none of the experiences of all of the women is black and white, um, Which, you know, when you think about it in like a you know racial color way, it's not. Because there are so many different characters that are both black and white and Asian and Latina. But none of the decisions anyone makes is black and white in the show. Everything is a gray area, which is where we live. Uh, We live in, in a gray area right in the middle. And we go one way or the other. And we fluctuate. And we try to be who we think we should be. But it's a really great show about making the decisions we make, living with what we've done, trying to be better, um, trying to overcome obstacles that we can't, we don't have any control over. They're just in our way. Um, And I really recommend it because it's, it's a really, it's a nuanced perspective on womanhood. It's not a, um, a straight hood, a straight perspective on womanhood. It's a nuanced perspective that shows so many different types of women. um, And, It makes you open your eyes to the possibilities and the sort of people in the world that you've never met or maybe you have and you maybe didn't fully understand. But it gives you just a little bit of insight into a world that is not yours, which if you somehow understand all of the other varying identities in there, you might not understand what it's like to be in prison. And that's another thing and the hardships that go with that. So I really recommend that show. Another show uh, that I also mentioned briefly before is from Netflix, too, and it's called Grace and Frankie. And both of the shows that I'm talking about today are comedic. I find Grace and Frankie to be more thoroughly comedic and less dramatic. Um, but it stars Lily Tomlin and... Oh, no. What's the other actress's name? Um, she's I'll, I'll think of it in a moment. But she's really famous also. And they have... Uh, they're two women, they don't super get along, their husbands are co-workers, and they um, are told by their husbands that their husbands are leaving them for each other. Their husbands have been secretly gay with each other for 20 years, and they're in love. And um, it's, it's uh, a big surprise to everyone, and it shows them coping, which is really, some of those scenes are hard and sad, because you're thinking what... The show, I think, intends for you to think as you're thinking these women are older. What options do they have now? Which is upsetting that you should think that. But you might. And I thought that I thought, oh, my God, like their whole life has been centered on this family with this man that they married. And now they have to start from scratch and they're 70. Um, but there's so much great humor in it. Another great thing about it is that it's focusing on women who are 70 and almost no shows have women who are main characters when they're 70. And the great thing is, is they don't, they don't try to make them young women in just older women's bodies. They have, they have the same issues that an older woman might have. They talk about vaginal dryness when having sex. They talk about, um, family issues. They, they cuss, they say fuck and shit and, but they say vagina all the time, which is fantastic. Um, so there's a whole lot of great things in there that we miss, I think in, in regular media with talking about older women, because it's it's like somehow we're afraid to speak about older women as women, um, as having the same female body parts and the same desires and the same everything just with a different perspective because they're older and they've had more life to live. Um, some of the themes of the show are starting over at a time when you don't think you can. And for these women who are 70 having to start over, you, it shows you how hard it is. Um, so, so it, it, features Lily Tomlin. And I remember the name of the other actress, Jane Fonda and their husbands are played by Martin Sheen, um, and Sam Watterson. Um, and w- who and uh, during the course of the show, you you find out what happens. I don't want to give it all away. But, um, so they talk about starting over. They talk about bad sex. I, I love that this part. One of the women has a relationship and they're talking about like, oh, how the sex was bad, um, which is great to see 70 year old women talking about it. Having, having a response that is the same response that a 20 year old woman would have, but just worded differently with slightly different understanding of what that means and what that is. And, um, Another of the themes is motherhood, is what does, what is an okay mom, or what is a good mom, and what makes someone a mom? One of the mothers, or one of the women in the show, has two adopted children, the other one has two children that she gave birth to, and so they talk a little bit about, what's the difference? Is there a difference? Um, it, you know, some, one of the characters thinks the other one maybe isn't quite as much of a mom as her, and that causes an argument. Um, So there's a whole lot of great things in this show that are really valuable. And if you like to laugh, I definitely recommend Grace and Frankie because it's super, super hilarious, particularly Lily Tomlin, I find to be very funny. But um, it's just wonderful to see women looking like themselves at the age they're supposed to be and getting roles that is supposed to be a role for a 70-year-old woman. Um, They're not playing old, rickety grandmas that don't do anything fun. um, And they're not trying to play younger women when they're actually 70. It's nice to see them playing the age they are playing and experiencing life as those women. So I recommend both of these shows for varying reasons, and you can see why they're valuable, and they kind of give you a different understanding of of womanhood in the media. So go Netflix, really, because both of the shows are from Netflix, and I can't wait to see what else Netflix has to offer, too. So thanks so much for listening, as always. Check out the website. Check us check us out on Facebook and subscribe to the O Woman podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.